Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. Thank you so much, Ben and Julia. Yes, for those of you who don't know me, yes, my name is Charles Lehman Kachitsa. I'm part of the Gordon CCM family. I'm married to Mary and together we have got four children. Currently, we live not far from where we used to meet physically uh, as a church in Gordon. It's about uh, two minutes' walk. Uh, before I start my preach, uh, let me just offer a prayer. Lord God, I am asking you to be my encourager. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. May these words be your words and may they have an impact on the people that will hear them. Amen. Yes, so it is a privilege for me to share the word today. And uh, thank you for putting me in front of the camera to do this. Just to share one of my hobbies, I uh, like lighting. And uh, more recently, I've tried to turn that skill into something like a trade. I'm not yet fully there, but I am, I believe very soon uh, that will materialize. Uh, so on the journey, I started an online magazine and in there every week on Saturdays, I write an inspirational column called the inspirational quotes for the weekend. Now, some people have asked me uh, what really inspired me to be writing. And in answering, often I've taught them recalling my high school years. I remember in the high school years to have been fascinated by what was then a competition that required people to come up with the shortest short story. I did not enter that competition. Uh, but that inspired me to write so much that I started writing stories that I would post on the school's notice board. Now, for those who may want to know more about the shortest short story, uh, these were uh, the competition required you to write or come up with a full story written in the fewest words creatively to capture the meaning, mostly like uh, turning a five-page story into a half-page, or let's say uh, half of a single page. It was fascinating how a big story could be summarized into the fewest words possible without losing its purpose, its theme, the message, or the plot. And uh, years on, Almost a similar thing I've noticed in uh, my other current work that I do in uh, teaching and lecturing business management at uh, 
universities and colleges, something that registered to me as similar to the shortest short story in the workplace, uh, what is called an elevator pitch. And now, also to define the elevator pitch, is uh, usually a person's own description of himself in one or two sentences. Uh, in it, one summarizes everything about themselves uh, that they can possibly do on a job, their potential, and a promise uh, for future performance. Usually, at job interviews, sometimes they require you to give them the elevator pitch describing yourself in the fewest words you can. But also salespeople use it more when they are selling product to woo those who want to buy products in the shortest words possible or in one sentence, let's just say that. Now, both the short or shortest short story and the elevator pitch sits well with the teaching that I'm going to present in this speech today, ending the series on proclamations taken from the leading in Luke chapter 4. Though today our main theme will sit on the proclaiming the favor of God on healing. We are in a situation in this world where healing has more deeper meaning than ever, perhaps ever before. The story of Jesus, according to St. Luke chapter 4, is an amazing story, which perhaps gives us almost all of Jesus' way when he ministered on this earth. And that's giving us that story in just one chapter. This chapter gives us a great narrative and to have a complete story, almost the whole story of Jesus' work on earth like that in one chapter would be like telling a complete story as in the shortest short story that I've just uh, described. And that since we know this story of Jesus, it's a very big story. It's a huge story of salvation, which is not short. It has got a huge impact. But just to quickly uh, go through the chapter, Luke chapter 4, in summary, uh, verses 1 to 13. Jesus is tempted as a test by Satan. He comes out stronger, which is before he starts ministering. Perhaps one would say it's a point he comes of age. Or some, if it were today, would have said he had his final examination to proclaim him the true Messiah. And in verses 18 to 19, this is where we could tie him, Jesus, as having given us an elevator pitch. Again, an elevator pitch, I described it, I tried to explain what it means. And not that he needed one, not that Jesus needed an elevator pitch. He is the Son of God. He did this, giving us the elevator pitch, by quoting the scripture Old Testament book of Isaiah. And this is what he said. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me 
He has appointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to announce that captives shall be released and the blind shall see, that the downtrodden shall be freed from their oppressors, and that God is ready to give blessings to all who come to him. What an elevator pitch. But if we still continue in the same chapter, verses 23 to 27, uh, this uh, 23 to 27 summarizes the doubts that some people express throughout his ministry up until his death as to whether he was indeed the Messiah, as it is stated in several of the Gospels. And perhaps we still have people who are doubting in our day to day. Verses 28 to 30 is a picture of the fury or rejection, persecution that he was to face, or as we read, he faced in showing us he was God's son by overcoming. Uh, verses 31 to 32, and also 42 to 44 of the same Luke chapter 4, shows Jesus' work in preaching, bringing the way to the masses and talking of salvation through him as the people had never held before. Those who held his preaching, it is said in this chapter that they were amazed. This chapter, this is, is the shortest short story, perhaps, one could tell of Jesus' work. I found myself excited as I thought about it to preach and summarize the ending of this series on the message in this chapter four of Luke. Of course, also considering our focus today, which I've said is hearing, which is on verses 33 to 41, as the focal point this week, and we are trying to show what healing powers Jesus brought to us, what healing powers are still present in our day-to-day as proclaimed by Jesus. Maybe I should just read uh, the verses 33 to 41 so that you understand what uh, Jesus brought when he had just come out of that temptation and when he had just started preaching. Verses 33 to 41 leads. Once, as he was teaching in the synagogue, a man possessed by a demon began shouting at Jesus, Go away. We want nothing to do with you, Jesus from Nazareth. You have come to destroy us. I know who you are, the Holy Son of God. Jesus cut him short. Be silent, he told the demon. Come out. The demon threw the man to the floor as the cloud was, and then left him without hurting him further. Amazed, the people asked, what is this man's way that even demons obey him? The story of what he had done spread like wildfire throughout the whole region. After leaving the synagogue that day, he went to Simon's home 
where he found Simon's mother-in-law very sick with a high fever. Please heal her, everyone begged. Standing at her bedside, he spoke to the fever, rebuking, rebuking it, and immediately her temperature returned to normal, and she got up and prepared a meal for them. And as the sun went down that evening, all the village who had any sick people in their homes, no matter what their diseases were, brought them to Jesus. And the touch of his hand healed everyone. Some were possessed by demons. The demons came out at his command, shouting, you are the son of God. But because they knew he was the Christ, he stopped them and told them to be silent. And that's the amazing power that we have in Jesus. Now, as we relate this passage in scripture to our situation before us in this world, whether we are personally affected or have relatives, friends or family who are affected, I share this word and proclaim the favor of God through Jesus Christ that he can alleviate any problem. The scripture Jesus quoted as he started his ministry, Isaiah 61, verses 1 to 3, is a very clear uh, passage that we should go to him if we need deep healing. And in the first verses of Luke, when he was tempted by Satan, he applied wisdom. God is not to be tested, which again sits well with our current world situation today. We have just heard uh, through the uh, message that uh, Tim brought of the matrix about church reopening. And some may be asking, you have said we should come to him for deep healing. Should we forget social distancing? Should we forget wearing masks? Should we forget sanitizers? And my answer would be no. And this we see in the same chapter. Although we have Jesus as our healing power, we still need to exercise some caution, follow all the necessary precautions, in this case, preventive measures for diseases. Saturn said to Jesus in Luke 4, verses 9 to 12, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scripture says that God will send his angels to guide you and to keep you from crashing to the pavement below. And this was Jesus' reply. The scripture also says, do not put your Lord God to foolish tests. Clearly, and we are looking in the same chapter of Luke 4, our belief and faith must be stronger, but we still need to be wise. The world today needs healing. We all need healing in one way or another. We are privileged that at least we know the word. If you look, the, if you look and read in the entire chapter of Luke 4, you see 
what a deep person we have in Jesus. We know who to turn to if we are embedded by any diseases. We know who to turn to if we need true healing. Jesus is the answer. As the Bible testifies, God is the same yesterday, is the same today, and all tomorrow. Let's keep turning to him. There are so many things that we require healing from. To experience true healing is to experience deep spiritual cleansing. And that only comes if we draw closer to God, if we come to him through Jesus Christ. God desires that we live a fulfilling and complete life in order that his purpose, his promise, is expressed through us. If you have not yet received him, if you have not yet acknowledged him, Jesus, as your Savior, as our healing power, I urge you to do so now. He told us in Luke 4, we have to look to him. And he told us in the same chapter what he is, and he proved it all. You may be there, and you have questions about how you can truly come to Jesus, or you just want to know more about the next step you need to take. I would recommend that you, if you have got those questions, contact one of the CCM elders of Cotton, uh, Tim or Graham, whose contact details perhaps will be given again. They have been given at the beginning, but maybe will be given again as we close this service. I urge you to start that journey. Let me pray as I close. Lord God, I ask for deeper healing. Heal your people. Let them know the true word that you proclaimed. Let them know that the truth is in coming to you, that the world will be free of any diseases. The world will be free of any atrocious things that we know of. Lord God, I ask that you encourage those who may have doubts about your powers to know that you are the answer to everything. Amen.